The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Hey, we've got a problem here. What did you do? Nothing. I stirred the tanks. Whoa. Hey. Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. Oh, those iconic words, Houston, we have a problem. It's gone into the language, basically, for any kind of mishap, major or minor, that people might have. And we are talking about Ron Howard, who is a really heavyweight director from Hollywood. And I'm joined by Lisa Cannon, who is a TV host and executive producer of Spotlight. Lisa, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Lovely to have you back. Thank you very much. Now, Ron Howard, when you look at his list of credits, it's a mile long. It is. And I think what's actually been interesting, a couple of people have stopped me on the streets lately and saying, oh, I'm really enjoying the director's that we don't always know about or, or, or hear about. But the thing is, you have, and you've obviously watched all their movies at Christmas and Halloween. Just a quick lightning look back on Ron Howard's queer, career. So you're looking at Splash, Cocoon, Willow, Parenthood, Backdraft, Far and Away, Apollo 13, which we just heard, Ransom, Ed TV, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, A Beautiful Mind, which everyone knows, Cinderella Man, The Da Vinci Code, Frost Nixon, Dilemma, Rush, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. He's an incredibly pro- prolific director. Yeah. So you have things like Angels and demons which are just blockbuster adventure thrillers and then you've got a beautiful mind a beautiful mind. I mean, he's an incredibly diverse director. This is what I love about him because he's in, intriguing in the way he jumps from drama to comedy to thriller and a brilliant mind in terms of creating movies as well. Mm. Now, talk to me about his background. Was there, you know, showbiz in the, in the family? Yes, indeed. And I think, you know, when people hear of Ron Howard, they cast their mind back to, of course, the Andy Griffith show or Happy Days. Uh, everybody loves Happy Days. And that's, of course, where he portrayed the character Richie Cunningham. But he began his uh, life in Oklahoma and um, March 1st, 1954, to parents Rance Howard and Jean Spiegel Howard. And she was uh, an actress, actually, Jean Spiegel Howard. And they have Irish descendant roots. I'll talk about that in a minute, because obviously Far and Away was, was filmed all around the Gap of Dunlow, etc. And uh, he has a younger brother named Clint Howard, who's also an actor. So yes, very much in the family. And that's where it all started. They moved to Burbank in California, and that's where his childhood began and his interest in acting and film. Um, if you mentioned Far and Away and of course pe- people remember that for Tom Cruise's Irish accent. Well listen, I tried to find that clip. It's very bad. I think it's obviously erased from any <laughs> YouTube sense of other uh, very bad quality but um, yes, his Irish accent was very debatable for sure. But I loved the movie, I have to say. I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, how did he get the big breakthrough? Well, I think because everybody knows Ron started as an actor and therefore he's a brilliant communicator as a director when it comes to working with actors. So, started on the Andy Griffith show um, he continued his acting career appearing in the sitcom Happy Days then from 1974 to 1984 and then I suppose the, the want and the need to move on came when he directed Grand Theft Auto in 1977 so I'm, I'm born 1978 so that's 46 years ago he started as a director. Yeah. Now um, his association with uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah you know they've had an amazing relationship and, and Ron gave Tom Hanks' first big break in Splash which everybody loved 1984 it's got Daryl Hannah in it and what an incredible movie because not only was his, it Tom Hanks' breakthrough role it's kind of his milestone career move but um, actually he won it out I, I suppose Bill Murray was up for the consideration and so was Michael Keaton so he, he won it out to them so that is fantastic and then Chevy Chase was in the mix which I thought would have been a really bad move but And Daryl Hannah played the mermaid She played the mermaid and Madison wasn't really that's her name in the movie 
wasn't a very usual name at the time, but they decided to go for it because obviously it sounded more mermaid-like and it matched, you know, the alliteration Mermaid Madison. Um, but there were so many interesting facts about it. I mean, the underwater scenes actually were real because there was no CGI really as such back then. So they had poor Dalhanna in hours and hours in these 350-gallon water tanks designed to look like the ocean. So the special effects were just a little bit of a fishtail, but um, great movie. Now, great there are hit. so many movies from which we could uh, take clips, but you've chosen Parenthood. Will you set the scene for us? I t- I'll tell you this, Pat. It's one of my favourite Ron Howard movies. Very underrated at the time, but um, Diane, um, Diane West, one of the key g- characters in the movie, Steve Martin's in it, of course. We have Rick Moranis, Keanu Reeves and Joaquin Phoenix, who was credited as Leaf Phoenix at the time. He was a youngster. Um, Diane West won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. This is a great movie. It's all about Ron Howard's experience as a father and uh, it really sets the tone of, of the generation of family and what that means and the struggles and connections between parents and their children. This scene is really beautiful. If you listen to it, Steve Martin has given out because, you know, his kid has just won this pop-up that he gave him in baseball and he's so grateful that it happened because otherwise it could have been a disaster. But the grandmother comes in and gives a life lesson on what life and parenthood is all about. But there's three of them and you want to have four. And then the fourth one could be Larry. And they're going to do a lot of things. I mean, baseball's the least of it. And in all those things, sometimes they're going to miss. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes they will. Sometimes they will. will. What do you want me to give you? Guarantees? These are kids, not appliances. Life is messy. I I hate messy. It's it's so messy. You know, when I was 19, Grandpa took me on a roller coaster. Oh? (laughs) Up, down, up, down. Oh, what a ride. What a great story. I always wanted to go again. You know, it was just interesting to me that a ride could make me so, so frightened, so scared, so sick, so, so excited and, and so thrilled all together. Some didn't like it. They went on the merry-go-round. That just goes around. Nothing. I like the roller coaster. It's a more out of it. It's a good analogy, isn't it? Metaphor for life. Metaphor for life. The multi-layered portrayal of family dynamics. I really always makes me quite emotional when I hear that because the grandmother is only in it for a short period of time, but she has amazing lines, you know, but this particular essence is the kernel of what the film is all about. So this did very well in the box office in 1989. You mentioned uh, the association with uh, Tom Hanks and of course he was in uh, Apollo 13. Mm -hmm. The making of that also must have been a big challenge. Absolutely. I I failed to mention that actually they've worked together five times. So I'll just run through those movies quickly just because people might be interested. Splash, Apollo 13, of course, which we're talking about now, The Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons and Inferno, five times, a bit like Scorsese and DiCaprio. But yes, to talk about Apollo 13, it got made um, in 1995. It feels like it wasn't that long ago, but here we are. Um, It's a historical drama, as everybody knows, on the true story of the aborted Apollo 13 lunar mission in 1970. Great cast, of course, Tom Cruise. We've Kevin Bacon and Bill Paxton as the astronauts who find them in that life-threatening situation. And as you mentioned, that one-liner is is movie history, but we also use it in modern day. Um, of course, they were cre- creating this authentic portrayal of the mission. And a bit like James Cameron with Titanic, he was pedantic about how the 
you know, aircraft was created. So he worked closely with NASA and received loads of technical guidance, of course, on the actual Apollo astronauts and, of course, the accuracy of it. But those weightless scenes are brilliant. I don't know if you remember, mm-hmm. they they have to kind of create a combination of those practical effects and camera techniques. They built sets inside a KC-135 airplane known as the Vomit Comet. Yeah, because <laughs> they have to fly yeah. in this parabola in That's order right. to achieve weightlessness for them. And they shot the, the weightless scenes. Nowadays, they do that, which CGI. CGI. They, and Tom Tom Hans also said in many interviews, you know, how sick he was making Apollo 13. I mean, they had to really turn them and churn them for quite mm. some time. Now, talk to me about those Irish roots you referred to. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure everybody remembers when Far and Away came out. There was such a buzz because there was a huge, you know, big Hollywood movie been made in Ireland. And he really enjoyed our, our locations more so than many other um, directors have done so. He really, really enjoyed uh, searching his Irish uh, heritage. So his parents and grandparents are both from the west of Ireland. And um, yes, I think, you know, the film itself far and away really contributed that. They, I believe it was the Gap of Dunlow and I think there was a couple of other areas. Dingle, I think, and um, I think the Dingle Peninsula was the, the couple of areas. People might be able mm. to tell us if they text so, in. but uh, Even though his mother's name was Spiegel, uh, obviously one part of her parentage was Irish and Howard is a name you, you come across. Of course, absolutely. And he said in so many interviews that he wants <laughs> to come back and, and return to film here in Ireland. So please do, Ron. I know he's kind of not working with too much in film. He's kind of moved into television now, but definitely come back and do something with us. But I mean, far and away, people always bashed it. They said it was rubbish, made in 1992. But actually, I really enjoyed it. I thought the kind of the themes of love and ambition and the struggles faced by the immigrants was a really touching story. Yeah. I know the accent was awful. I know we'd be I the know. ones sensitive about that. But in America... That wouldn't make much of a difference. Not really. And I think, you know, people were kind of wowed. This is where Tom really showcased his stunts and his ability to do stunts. So I just watched Mission Impossible. Oh, you've um, seen the new one, have I you? did. I saw it with some of your colleagues outside and what a ride. I mean, like, you know, everybody's talking about this amazing stunt he did in Mission Impossible, the best of all time. But he started with the horsework that he does in Far and Away. I know my husband always laughs at me, but it's actually tremendous what he does. Those scenes across Oklahoma are fantastic. So he's he's no fear, of course, as we know. So how many stars for Mission Impossible. Um, can I say? Actually, I thought it was a bit too long. Uh, oh. I'd, I'd shave forty minutes off, but I, I'd give it a kind of a three and a half, four out of five. Yeah, it's a good. Definitely go see it for sure. Yeah, I will do as soon as I get an opportunity. Uh, Lisa Cannon, TV host, executive producer of Spotlight. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.